There we go. Bro, so sorry about that. I'm so sorry, dude. But um, now we're going to continue. Go ahead. Can you hear me good? I can hear you perfectly, bro. This is much oh. better. Better, better. All right, great, man. Um, thank you again, man, for joining us, brother. Man, appreciate you, bro. Um, we're gonna get started. We were, like I said earlier, we were having technical difficulties earlier with um, we were having technical difficulties earlier with the webs with the uh, with the internet. So we're gonna keep it going on Instagram Live. Thank you guys again for tuning in, man. We got such a great artist, man. I'm I'm blessed to know this dude personally. Get to talk to him and get to know him. It's, it's insane how hard you've been in this game, bro, and, and, and working to get what you are, bro, and to be where you are right now, dog. Like, how, how are you feeling, man, all the fame and attention you've been getting? Well, man, it's been a blessing, and it's been a very, very long road, man. I, I didn't get here, and I'm still, like, rising as, as well, man. I, I'm still not where exactly where I want to be, but I've been, I put in a lot of work, and I put in a lot of struggle and hard times, and, you know, it's gotten to me where I where, – it's got me here, basically. I should say, yeah. you know what I mean. So we're we're gonna um we're gonna continue off what we were talking about earlier, man. Like I said, dog, that that it, it was an honor to see that to, to interview somebody that was in the same presence as David Hines, man. What was it like yeah. working with Steel Post? Did you get to work with Steel Post, or or was it just David? No, I got to work with the whole Steel Post, man. They actually uh, casted me in their music video, "The Door of No Return," man. If you look okay. on YouTube, it has over a million views on it. It was back in New York City in Brooklyn. And actually, oh, they man. casted me at the South Street Seaport in Manhattan. I remember it. And he was like, yo, because, you know, I'm into, like, weightlifting and stuff. I'm getting back into that. And he was like, yeah. yo, this, this look of you would look like a look of Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I'll take that. But, you know, he casted me. But I was actually, you know, um, going to the concerts as a kid with my dad and, you know, back in Same. Staten Island and, and, mm. and in New York and Manhattan and Brooklyn, even the Black Uru, you know, yeah. people like that. So, but I, I worked yeah. with David Hines and I'm actually friends with his son, Baruch Hines. He lives in Arizona out there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Baruch, yep. Yeah, I mean, so bless up to Still Pulse and Selwyn, you know, the, the keyboardist. And, you know, he's one of the original members of Still Pulse from back in England. Yeah, I mean, yes, big up to him too, man. They showed me a lot of love, man. And gave me like my first uh, major music video uh, cameo for a major band. So bless up to Steel Pulse. Hell yeah, that's that's, dude, man. Like they 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 have so many great songs. You already know. Like obviously, your house is such a big hit. Um, you know, Lego Beast, uh, uh, Roller Skates. You know, all of that, bro. They just yeah, they, they really he really brought. Uh, his own vibe, his own culture, his his own style to this the reggae culture, you know, and and you know, back on to talking about the reggae culture because I know you're highly influenced by that. Um, yeah, you once mentioned in the reggae uh, that reggae wasn't the only thing that you grew up on. It was it was pop, I believe, and R and B, correct? Facts and and a lot of other genres too, uh, EDM, uh, rock music, pop rock music, you know, because I was into Linkin Park as well. Mike Shinoda, Chester Bennington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chester, man. Yeah, so um, hip hop too, you know, man. Hip hop as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I hear that in your music as well. I've, I've definitely seen that. Uh, so tell us like um, more on how you got introduced to other genres. You know, because I know reggae. I I can tell in all your you know reggae and dancehall that that's your thing. Like you you said you know what when I get in this industry this is yeah. gonna be, this is gonna be my thing. But you know you have um, you know it, it's still pop influence that I hear in your music. You know what I'm saying on certain songs like My Life. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying. I, I hear pop in my life. Uh, Baby wanna run away. You know what I'm saying. Baby so, wanna run. Baby wanna run. Uh, baby wanna run. Sorry, sorry. Baby wanna run. Yeah. Um, you know. So even uh, your song, which which we're gonna get to this one later because it's such a big song. It has such a great guest on it. You got two great guests on it. Uh, but like I was saying, to so even your song "Pondfire," you know what I'm saying? You yeah, can man. definitely hear you can you can hear the pop and and stuff like that, like the pop influence and and you know some of the techno house music inf or EDM as as you guys say. Yeah. But but then again, you also bring that hip hop sound, like like uh, especially on your song "Reflect." Yeah, you know man. What I'm saying? You you really you really brought some some hip hop to that. But what the one thing that I've noticed, which is gonna get we're getting back to to what I was talking about at first, 
every no matter how many styles the, the it went go it goes from pop or or house or 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 this it still has that reggae dance hall you know that patois into Facts. it so Facts. so tell us about that like how how was it you know brought up in your household was it all from your parents or did you do that on your own where did the music influence come from the reggae music so i mean everybody knows my you know half my family is jamaican and half my family is black american because my mom is jamaican she come directly from saint andrew and kingston right and then right. my parents met in jamaica actually when they were in school my dad actually came as a student in friends world college and he was wow. over there in, in jamaica in kingston and my from mom was born and raised in, yeah from new york man from the Crazy. les so that's how he did it so that's how like all this caribbean jamaican you know, Rasta dancehall sound coming to my sound because I was raised up on that and that's part of my culture and it's who I am. So that's never going to leave my music. You feel me? Because that's, that's always there for life. So that's where that influence comes. But the other genres now live in New, in New York City, which is a melting pot. And it just has all different types of music and all different kind of genres there. You know, growing up with the Italians, the Irish, the, you know, the Yugoslav, the Albanians, the Puerto Ricans, you know, the even the, even the Afrobeat sound with the Africans being there in Staten Island too. And in the, in the, the bigger, I guess you could call it the tri-state area, even Connecticut, New Jersey, man, Dominicans, everybody, so much of a eclectic vibe there. That's why I love New York City. Hell yeah. Did you, um, did you ever, ever have, cause out here in LA, we have this, uh, Venice beach and they yeah, always man. have like a, a drum circle and people just go and jam and just play instruments and all together, you know, different people from, you know, different walks of nature, they all come together. Do y'all have, did you have that growing up? Was that any influence to you? Man, I, there was a place called Washington square park where okay. my parents used to take me all the time. And I actually used to go there and they used to have like circles just like that. People performing, singing, playing the guitars, you know, doing everything. So that was my spot in New York. Like how you said Venice Beach was your yeah. spot with that. Washington Square Park was my place where I went to have like, you know, a whole bunch of cohesive different genres coming through, you know, and, and music yeah. styles and instrumentation. No, definitely. That that can um what people don't realize, like, you know, a lot of people just walk past that or then maybe they'll take a glimpse and look at it. But no, as an artist, man, when you see stuff like that, it's almost like your spirit jumps out of your body and like pulls you to, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, music has obviously been something that 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 you've been influenced by. Was there was there a time when you didn't know what, because you're obviously, you've become very successful, bro. You've really put in the time and effort in this. Was there any times where you felt like, damn, this is something difficult, almost to where you want to give up? Yeah, man, many times. Times, many times, man, because, like, as you know, I went from New York to El Paso to right. L.A. to Canada to, to England and then there was a lot of hardships. I was trying different management. Some of them didn't work out. Uh, or if you didn't find the right, like, producer to create the sounds. Because remember, I'm not a producer. I'm just a singer, songwriter, performer. So you have to have that relationship with a producer. That, Don't discredit yourself. That, <laughs> but, I, but I'm going to get into that because the acting, the mm -hmm. acting now came as like a sideline thing to my music because I generally just wanted to do music, but I used the acting yeah. to get more networking skills going and more networking for my career in the music industry, which I was meeting a lot of people from acting that were in music, actually. Mm. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, 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 no, that's, and that's what's so crazy about this, um, this industry that regardless music, all that, or, 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 or or media acting, all that—it's all we're all under the same umbrella. So that when we when we meet somebody, somebody can know someone. We can know that person, and and vice versa for us. We can be connected to somebody, and they might need our help to connect. You know, in this industry, it's so easy to find a plug and to be a plug, and that's what makes it. Uh, shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Sorry, we're not ignoring y'all. We're not forgetting y'all. I'm just so so hyped up to be into uh, to to have this interview, bro, because. From the first moment that that I topped it up with you, bro, like yeah. you know, you're you're verified. Obviously, you can check that out. But a lot of people that 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 I've spoken to that are verified, they they tend to not reply or they they don't 
maybe they check me out and they see I'm not up to their standards of, of replying, but you, bro, like you really took the chance to answer all my questions. You know, um, we got, we got connected to a great gentleman, man, who, who saw potential in, in both you and I throughout the years, man. So, you know, shout out, shout out Mr. B for that. Um, I, I want to get back into some of the questions that I have, man. You said one time in, in an interview, you don't care if you have a million fans or a million dollars. But if you Facts. can make one per- if you can make one person happy with your music, then um uh then then your job is done, and that truly to me, bro, it spoke volumes on the type of person that you are. So, what's your connection with your fans and your supporters like? How how how, how do you feel about where you've? Because we're gonna get deep into it. How you came from? All artists go through that, famous or not. We've had times where we've done shows and nobody was there. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. So. So now I've seen you have packed places, you know, people come from everywhere, bro, to see you. So how about that gap, you know, how has that, that transition affected you? You know, what's that been like for you? Man, you know, it's, it's just been a journey, man. And, and I put in a lot of hard work and I, I put in a lot of grind and I had to knock down some of those doors to get those big crowds, like to get on Minor Palooza, Neon Desert, uh, go up to Toronto, and uh, go up to uh, London, Ontario, and open for Jazz Cartier um, to to be able to even meet with people like David Hines and stuff. That that took a grind, man. Like I didn't just get there like that. I had to put in the to work, and I had to make the calls, or my family had to, you know, make the calls with me because you know it was it wasn't only me doing the work. It was my my family as well, my dad and my mom. It was like, hey, you know, you you need to hear my son, or you need to hear this. So, yeah, you know I mean, yo, shout out Toronto. Toronto helped me in the recent years, too. Just like L.A. helped me back in 2013. That's how I, you know, I met Snoop for the first time in 2013. But, you know, I'm still rising, man. I, I've done a lot of stuff, but I, I'm still grinding and I'm still rising. I am verified, but, like, um, verification is, is, is a branding mechanism. You know what I mean? Right. You could be verified, but you know, you still got to keep in that hard work. You still got to keep that grind up until you reach that higher echelon to the point where, like, you're True. not even doing a lot of interviews like you were saying. But I think True. I'm always going to do interviews because that's a way to connect to fans that might not really know who I am, you know? And that's how you stay humble and, you know, I'm just keep on grinding. Like, you know, CJ, CJ is a guy right there. He, he puts on a lot of social economic things and brings them to reality mm-hmm. on TikTok. And uh, we're going to work together, CJ. You know, hopefully I'll see you when I get up there to Toronto. But, like, just got to keep in the yeah, grind and the work, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, talk to us more about Toronto, man, with your connection out there, bro. Like, it, we are, all right, so I, I, I definitely fuck with Toronto heavy because not only just because of Drake, but Toronto, like I told you before when we spoke, bro, um, Toronto really got their ear to the streets when it comes to this music, bro. They, they, they. They keep the drill shit popping and, and yeah. the lyrics that they spit, bro. Like, it's not just simple um girl world type of rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Right. They listen to real ass hip hop, bro. The even They even brought back battle rap because, you know, out there in, in, in Toronto, bro, T.O. Right. So, you know, tell us your experience about that, man. Because, you know, I know you're definitely into hip hop, bro. So what was your yeah. music um, influence out there? So, man, when I went out there, I was going up there for Caravana from when I was a kid. I, I rode up from New York with my cousins, my Jamaican cousins, and went to Caravana as a kid. But in recent years, as in 2018, when I started going up there as an adult, you know, I got into people in London, Ontario, like Jazz Cartier. I got to open up for him in London, Ontario. In Toronto now, I met up with a, a Canadian hip-hop legend and icon, Chaclare. And the last record I did... Guan Get It was with Chuck Claire and Cito Rocks from Miami. So that's yeah. how I got into the Canadian hip hop because he's one of the founding fathers of Canadian hip hop, Chuck Claire. And a lot of people don't know that, but it, it, he, he even came before Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, then yeah. actually, um, the guy that he's just Vibes did. Cartel. Remember yeah, Vibes? Well, Vibes Cartel, man, but Vibes Cartel from Jamaica, but like, he, I don't oh. know. If I, Nah, he's not Canadian, bro. He's Jamaican. No, yeah, I thought he was from Canada. My bad, dog. Nah, he's, well, the thing is, Toronto and, and Canada, they have a love, a strong love for the Caribbean people because so many people migrate from the Caribbean up there, you know what I'm saying? Just like New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. like, even, like, Carl Wolf, he did his first record. His first hit record was with Chuck Clare as well, and that kind of 
opened the, the door for me to kind of collab with Carl because I met Carl when I was in, living. I was living in Toronto for a year. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. I didn't actually. I was living in Etobicoke. I was living in Etobicoke, Massaga, and Humber Valley. And okay. um, I didn't even meet Carl Wolf. Like, Carl Wolf is a, a Canadian Lebanese pop star, right? I didn't even meet yeah. him in, in person. He, he met me over the web because I was in the circle with the people there, you know what I'm saying, in, in the mm -hmm. Toronto realm. So that's how that was. So you see how it works? I, I didn't even meet him in yeah. person while I was there, bro. You know what I mean? And no. he's so, he was so humble, bro, because that guy, bro, he has hit platinum records. Uh, he did mm -hmm. over Africa with Toto. But to make a long story short, like, you know, we came together, and then Snoop was on the track as well. So mm -hmm. that's how that came. But I love Toronto. The reason why I love Toronto is because it's so diverse. It reminds me of New York City. It has the Caribbean culture, the Jamaican, the Tr Trinidadian, the Guyanese, and and everybody else, Mexican, yo, Samoan. Right. Yo, everybody's in, in Toronto, bro. Toronto is... It's is there really Samoans and Mexicans out there? They got everybody, bro. They got Damn, Portuguese, bro. bro. They got Portuguese girls. Everybody. Bro, everybody's out there. Even my boy CJ, he's from he's from England, but he live in Toronto. He's he's I think he's Indian, but he he live in 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 in, in, in London, England too. They they yeah, have a collective homie, vibe too. My homie from uh from Toronto too. Uh, his, he I think he's Indian as well. He go by Adil C Music. But uh, anyways, that's not a plug in. I want to keep this going. <laughs> uh, so so how's your life been? Uh, how, how's the change of, of everything? Because obviously now you're in El Paso, Texas. The yeah. scenery's different. No more snow. No more jackets. You know what I'm saying? Like how how's that been out there? Not only just your music influence, but just your lifestyle. Because you're there now. You're living there yeah, yeah. now. So that's gonna be that's home for a while. You know. So how's that been? Oh man, it was it was a big culture shock out here being in like El Paso. And I came here first in 2012 when we first bought the first house. But like, okay. it gets cold down here, bro. Don't, don't like right really? now it's cold. It gets cold like maybe two or three months out of the year, November, December, January, and then February. And then maybe at the end of February, early March, it starts getting hot again. But like, it, even this, this is from a, somebody just shipped me down this from Toronto, okay. Master T, another Canadian, black music icon he was a big vj and he's still a friend of mine's and he introduced me to you know the culture out there and you know i i i he was actually the last one to interview tupac shakur actually really yeah master t check him out bro he's from toronto too oh, i didn't i think i know i've heard of the name because i saw the, the tupac movie but i didn't know that he was from toronto that's crazy bro like, yeah that goes to show man like canada because I want y'all to know, like, Canada been doing this shit since before Drake. And it's no offense to Drake, you know. Shout out to Drake. But, you know, you got people like Nardwar. I'm sure you're familiar with Nardwar. Nah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with him. Nah. Nardwar is, is this guy who does, you know, he's one of my, my influences as well uh, in, this, in the interview field. You know, he's done a lot of big names from Drake to Snoop Dogg to, to even, you know, rest in peace, Kurt Cobain when he was with um, Nirvana, you know. So he, he's done, a, he's been around for almost more than 35 years, bro, just doing interviews with different, you know, different people. And, and the thing that's different about him is he, he digs deep and tries to find something that only maybe your, your cousin's aunt's mom would know, you know what I'm saying? Just shit that's like, you know, if you had an uncle that was a musician in a band that probably never grew up, never blew up, but had a vinyl record, yeah. this fool would show up with that vinyl record and be like, this is your uncle's when, you know, when he was with a bit, you know, shit like that. And, and, and he's done artists from like Lil Wayne to Jay-Z to Nas, you know, and, and, you know, he's, he's a huge hip hop influence because he does interviews with a lot of hip hop artists, but he's from, he's from uh, Vancouver, Vancouver, British Columbia. So, you know, Canada's really been, they, they, uh, what I love about them, bro, is they really show, who they are at all times. They're kind, but they also, you know, when when they rap or when they spit that rugged shit, they really want you to know, like, look, we didn't just grow up on no soft hip hop. Uh, nah. Ooh, baby, you drive me crazy. Nah, we grew up on fucking Big L, Nas, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, KRS-One, shit like that. So, you know, what's the music? Because you, I remember you told me that you've been, you kind of built like a local um, fan base out there in Texas right now. What, what's yeah, that man. been like, man? How, 
how are they how are they rocking with the dancehall vibes and and the reggae vibes and the reggae tone as well because they got hispanics out there a lot well i mean we're on the mexican border man it's it's been a challenge man i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie it's been a challenge out here and uh i've adopted I've adopted, to be honest with you, and uh, I've cultivated I said, a I'm little. <laughs> I, 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 you know what they call me? Out here? They call me. They call me the, the, uh, uh, the El Paso transplant. That's what they call me in the like the articles and stuff what? that they put out. Yeah, I've seen that, dude. You've been doing um, uh, Mexican radio shows. You've been doing other radio shows as well. Uh, I think you did something for was CBS or NBC. Um, I did uh, recently. I did ABC. I did uh, CBS. I did Fox, and I did uh, Channel Seven KVIA out here. Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, talk if you if you don't mind at all, bro. You know, talk to us about that. Like how, not only how did you get the connections with that, but you know how how do you feel when you're in there in front of that camera? Because you know this kind of camera or the music video camera is different than being in front of an actual live studio. Uh, big type, you know what I'm saying? Big type of uh, the, a big brand company. So what's that like for you? How, how How's everything when you do stuff like that? Well, I mean, you know, it comes naturally now because I've been doing this since I was 13 years old professionally. And nice. I started acting when I was 18. So when I'm coming down here to El Paso, I came down here in my early 20s, man. You know what I mean? So I've already been like assimilated to being in front of a camera. So it comes a little bit more naturally now. You know, and then uh, this place here, it, it, it's a Tex-Mex kind of vibe. So it kind of helps me a little bit because I stick out down here, man, being the only Jamaican recording artist or Jamaican recording artist in the, the Borderland or the 915 area code or Las Cruces. I'm the only one, bro. There's only me. There's a lot of uh, yeah. Caribbean folks from the military that are down here, but they're not doing a professional uh, a music career. Right. You know? No, and... and Trust me, bro. I've been watching all your music videos from back in 2013 to 2016 and, and, and you know, so on and so forth, bro. You know, um, I want to get into this song, bro. But before we get to talking about it and, and, and the influence on it, I want to ask, can we play it real quick? Can we play Palm Fire real quick for everyone to check it out? By all means, man. Play it up. Break? All right, bet. So we're going to play the song real quick. This, if you don't mind introducing it, man, go ahead, brother. Yo, Aguan, this is your boy Matu Johnson, and this is my latest single, Pond Fire, featuring Carl Wolf and the legendary Snoop Dogg. Let's go. Let's go. West Coast, baby, baby. Me, yes, sir. This one. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Taxi wife. we can turn it up any way. Let me 
So cool, old school, big Snoop Dogg. I be breaking the rules. I'm phenomenal. So I look wicked. The diva, you know, got the spit and spit. You got the look of a diva, dog. Got it all now. Nah, not really, bro. Oh, my producer is in here. The one that produced the track is in here. Yeah, man. Such a good freaking song, dude. I really, really loved that. Enjoyed it. Everything from you to Carl Wolf to even Snoop's verse. Like, it was awesome, bro. So, all right, before we get on to, to how you, how, you know, talking about it, you mentioned yeah. you you met him back in 2013, I believe, right? Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so, man. Was this, song, was this song already made for him to do it, or did you have it and, and you just hit him up and was like, hey, I got this song, you might like it? How, how did that go? So we got the verse through his connection, and you know what I mean? Like, he already had the verse, but we, need, we knew we needed it to fit this song, and this, it just fit mm. the song so perfectly, but... I met Snoop back in 2013 at his 420 party in the Hollywood Hills, man. And then I met him again at the Anaheim when he was doing Snoopadelic, the, the DJing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I met him two times back in 2013, man. So, you know, it, it's just a blessing to have, you know, his presence on this song. And even mm. Carl is, is a blessing to have Carl because I have a, a huge link to the Toronto and the Canadian market. So it's a yeah. blessing to have both of those cats on the song, man. You know, it's 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 humbling and it's a blessing. Hell yeah. So so when you got Carl on there, did did all right, so obviously you had the Snoop song already ready. Were you and Carl the ones that were doing the the all right, we gotta get it on this song or 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 what how how did Carl get introduced to this song? Carl Wolf, so, yeah, I'm talking about the Toronto artist. So basically, bro, I don't I I'm 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 gonna put it out there, bro. Officially first. Sean mm -hmm. Paul was supposed to be where Carl was. What the fuck? Sean Paul. The legendary Sean Paul. Sean Paul was supposed to, but it man, didn't work speak out. Speak on it, bro. Speak it on it, bro. It, it didn't work out, man. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, I bought the song to Carl, and he was like, yo, if Snoop's on there, I'm jumping on that. And he jumped on there, mm -hmm. and he showed love, man. You know I mean? Like, I, I'm really, really, really appreciative to Carl Wolf, man, for jumping on the track, because... He saved the track, man, and and, and it came out like, and, and the rest is history, man. So, so did um did did uh, Carl Wolf already know Snoop Dogg as far as personally, or did you introduce them to the song? Nah, they they had a track back in the day, bro. He did a he did oh, a track really? with Snoop before. Yeah, if you look it up, I think Carl's album back in two thousand seven, they had he had a track with Snoop before. So this is reintroducing him to Snoop. Yeah, man. Because, you know, Carl is a Canadian pop star, bro. He, he a big artist. He might not be known down here in the States a lot, no, but he's, he's already toured with Mary J. Blige. He, he got songs with Egyptian. He got songs with a I lot of big Egyptian, people. Man. Yo, you got a lot of songs, bro. Let's let's get into that, man, because uh, you mentioned Egyptian, and, and I love his music. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know, um... It, it, it's just something about the he he's different, bro. The 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 way he sings and his melody, like it it it's not like that that tough, you know, like that Buju Bantam type of reggae, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Years, you know, stuff like that. It's it's really smooth, like almost R and B the the way Egyptian sings, you know. And and obviously you've had your ears tuned into the streets, you know. You I'm sure you listen to artists like you know Richie Spice and and, and oh, stuff hell like yeah. that. Hell yeah. yeah, so. What um, what what type of uh, impact has that had on you? Because uh, uh, other than that, like I'm sure you've listened to other artists. What? Forget about the impact. Let's talk about. Let's put name drops out there, bro. Because I want these big artists to to really see this interview one day and be like, oh, he fucks with me. Let's do name drops, bro. Other yeah. than reggae, like what other artists, like pop music artists, or or or, or even R and B artists or hip hop artists, did you like? You know. 
You mean growing up, or did, did I work yeah, with? Yeah, growing up, you know? You know, yeah. now I, I, yeah, but look, but I'm talking about growing up, you know? What was your uh, music influence? What were you playing in the house? You know what I mean? Man, I mean, you know, being from Staten Island, being from the Shaolin, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was influenced by Wu-Tang Clan, because I'm from where the Wu-Tang Clan is from. I'm from the 10304, you know what I mean? I'm from oh, Stapleton yeah. Heights originally, so I'm from around that area. So I used to see Redman, Method Man, uh, Rakim, or all those people just like down the street or in the mall. They're like, bro, I'm telling you, them, yeah. them cats was in there. And if people don't worry about it, bro, if people don't see this now, they'll see it later, bro. When, once you post it, they'll definitely yeah. see it. You know what I'm saying? But like back to me growing up, I, I was playing people like uh, Music Soul Child, uh, mm. Kenny Lattimore. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. I mean, you know, the parents were playing Anita Baker. They were playing yeah. uh, Tony Braxton. Uh, who yeah. else? Who else? Uh, Bilal, uh, Bob Marley, uh, mm. Peter Tosh, The Whalers, uh, Bunny Whaler, uh, yeah. Morgan. You know, I, I know Morgan's Heritage because they used to come into my house, man, back in Staten Island when I was a kid. I know Denroy Morgan mm. and I know them too, man. I know them folks personally. And Steel Pulse, I know personally, you know that. Yeah. So I was listening to their music and like Linkin Park, man, Creed, even like Scott I, Stapp. So, so, yeah, yeah, I wanted to get into that. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, bro. No, no but worries. Talk to us about that rock side of you, bro. Like, that's sick that you, you know, you're so multicultural and, and just, just, you're just, you're just everywhere with this music shit. So talk to us, bro. You got to remember, I'm from Staten Island. So Staten Island is really more the white borough. If you come off the North Shore where the really? minorities, yeah, if you come off the North Shore, if, when you go back to New York, you go to Staten Island, okay. when you come off the ferry, that's where all like the Latinos, the, the, the African-Americans, that's where the, the, the culture is. That's where Wu-Tang and all them folks come from. But if you go South Shore, it's Italian, Irish, and even my parents sent me to a private school, so it was all more white kids there and stuff like that. They were more into the rock music. You know what I mean? So that's where that came from. But I'm from the hood originally, brother. So I'm from where Wu-Tang is from. But I moved out mm -hmm. of that at a young age. But, you know, that influence is still there. And then my father is from the Lower East Side in Manhattan. He's from the hood over there, too. And he grew out of, like, he's the most successful person in his family. He's, like, from nine kids, man. He became a physician, yeah. a medical doctor, man. You know what I mean? He worked oh, his wow. way up. But, like, but it's, it's all from humble beginnings, man. Like, my dad's from the projects, bro. And then he worked his way out. He was a middle child of nine kids, man. So, you know what I mean? He gave me that inspiration. And my mom, too, she's a very hard worker. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what it is. That's where all this... Because, you know, rock music is like a crying music. You know, it's, it's telling your soul. That's why I like rock music. Yeah. That's, that's why they say, from. you know, let the, let the guitar cry. Or as the Beatles say, as my guitar gently weeps. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Like, that shit. So I, I totally get it. So, you know, I love the way you talk about your family. You know, I want to jump back onto that subject. Um, well, uh, So with nine kids in the house, you know, you remember you said that your parents used to make calls and, and this and that to, to, you know, to get them to check you out. That you had other nine more other ears to I mean nine other mouths that can do that. So were you constantly putting that into your family? Like, yo, we gotta make this work for me. Y'all gotta well, do this. My immediate family that was my dad's family. That's where he came up with. Oh, okay. My immediate family, we had three kids, and I'm the youngest of the three. You know what okay. I mean? And we're from so yeah. and, and we had a lot of distance in between us. Like my brother is like nine or ten years older than me, man, and my sister was seven years older than me. And I was the the kid kid, you know what I mean? Okay. So growing so up, that, go ahead, bro. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. No, I was, yeah, was going to say, you know, so what was that like growing up, you know, being the youngest and, and you know, just just having a lot more attention on you? Because I'm sure the youngest had the most attention, right? So Yeah. So you're used to all that attention, especially now. Has that helped you? Was that, that did that play any part of how you're able to handle all the social media attention, all the, the TV attention? Yeah, man, because, like, at times, sometimes it felt like I was the only child because, like, you know, my brother and my sister had moved on and stuff like that. So sometimes people would think I was the only child when they used to see me. And I did get a lot more attention. I came along at the right time, you could say, because my parents, even though they gave love and attention to all their kids, I think they had a little bit more time because they spaced us so well. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And... And that 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 definitely does help out. I mean, I'm the only child, but I have my my cousins and and all of them, and they have like 
you know, five-year gaps, two-year gaps, some of them. A lot of them, though, like, my, we all have our age. So I'm, I'm 30, so I have my cousins that are 30. I have my younger cousins in their 20s that have, uh, you know, that, that have cousins in their 20s. And then I have my older cousins that are old, like uh, late 30s that have others their same age. So I thought that's pretty dope. You know, it's good to have that, 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 that bracket, I guess you can say, so that, that um, or that gap. So that, you know, people, you can have people to show you the ropes. You know what I mean? You have more, uh, depending, did you have brothers and sisters or was it just all sisters or? No, nah, it was, one, it was one brother. It was one okay. brother and one sister, man. So. So you got to have like four parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Because my brother, you know, even up to, because my brother was really the MC. My brother was okay. really the person that was into hip hop and you know, I was most mainly the singer. I was always yeah. mainly in the singing, to be honest with you. But as time went along, and I started getting more into dancehall music and, and, and hanging out with my older cousins and them taking me to the parties and stuff, I started getting more into the dialect. So you can't go on into the dialect like this, you know, and, and talk yeah. the patois like this, you see me? And we can go on mm -hmm. into that. But that's what makes me unique. I could go into yeah. the to the the regular American accent and the the Jamaican patois accent too. So what, what people don't what people don't realize the way you uh, these are almost not even just impressions, but even people that make impressions, they're yeah. very popular. And people love them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's a talent. It's a skill, bro, to be able to to talk like this and then to go on and and bring out your New York accent like that and then go back to the patois and then just, you know, just just speak uh I guess how people call it whatever quote unquote proper English or whatever in, yeah, in a man. respectful manner. You know, take it back to when you were a kid, bro. Did, did yeah. um did you were in I did not know this and this is what I what I'm glad we did the interview where we do the interviews where um, there's some questions that I don't ask, but get answered because the conversation just leads it to it. Yeah. You, know, you, you said you got sent to what, what was boarding school? I'm sorry again. What was it? Nah, I went to St. Peter's Boys High School, man. And oh, I actually, boy, oh, you said boys school. I thought it was. I thought you said boarding school. Nah, so, I said all, I was in an all boys school. I was in like it was all boys. Okay. It was St. Peter's Boys. You know, like they have Catholic boys and Catholic yeah. girls schools. So I was in an all boys Catholic high school. I actually went and to And those school. are the most strict I heard. I, bro, to be honest with you, a lot of them kids there, you know, no no disrespect to St. Peter's. A lot of them kids there, yeah. they was acting up, man. I oh, don't know, man. They was acting up, bro. I went to I went to school with um Teddy Atlas Jr. You know Teddy Atlas, the boxer? I don't think so, man. I don't, and I don't I'm sorry. He, he trained Mike Tyson. Oh, really? Teddy okay, Atlas. I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. That was so a trainer. I, so I went to school with his son, and then I went okay. to school with, like, a few other people that, I, like, joined the major league. So my school was mostly an academic school and a, okay. um, and a sports school. And I was one of the only guys in there that was doing music and entertainment. Wow. Since then, bro? How old was what, what grade would you say you were in? I mean, I, I was doing... um. I was doing music before I came to high school, but I started professionally when I was 13. So I had to be ninth grade, man. That's when I met B. Montgomery that was actually uh, managing uh, Busy Bone from Bone Thugs. Wow. Hey, shout out Bone Thugs, bro. That, yeah. See, you've been, you've been surrounded by so much great people. Did you know at, at, at that young age that you were going to be, you know, very successful in this in this industry? Because you're you're rubbing shoulders with these people that are being around Tupac, that have been around, you know what I'm saying? Busy Bone, which which I love, and he's a legend to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know that's another story for another day. But yeah, man, like, did you have that feeling in you in your gut that yo, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make it? Man, like, I always wanted to sing, man. Like I was always going to these different places. I was going to. Uh, TRL Total Request Live, you know. You looking remember at that shit, bro? Wow, bro. I used to, bro, I used, I used to skip. Bro, I used to that skip is. school. I used to skip. I used to skip the high school and go to see Britney Spears and and Backstreet and all them TLC and all them folks. I used to go and do yeah. that, even if I used to get in trouble. But I was into music like that, bro. Like, but at the age of thirteen, I was in a group. I don't know if you noticed, know but I was in a group called Mixed. And it was me, okay. another dude named Roberto Wallace. He was a Panamanian cat and a Puerto Rican chick named um, Issa. And um, 
we were just we had this song called Suddenly and we uh opened up for Bone Thugs. Well more busy bone at the Decade Nightclub in Manhattan through uh Miss B Montgomery. And Miss B okay. actually knows Steve Lobel too. They all work together. Steve yeah. is out there. Shout out Steve Lobel, man. Yeah. That's so, oh, yeah, that's busy that's both as manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. all know and Steve is from New York too. Steve is from Queens. Yep, yep. Yeah, he probably shows it everywhere he goes, man. Like that that's so dope. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like you give me that type of inspiration and I hope that that I can be successful as well because we bump shoulders with the same people that that they they have an eye for something and they know when they see talent and, and we've been We've been able to bump shoulders with those people that, that help us and see that potential in us, man. Bro, we was even talking about yo, I came I think I came to your high school in uh, Linwood and performed through uh, Mr. Ballinger and I was bringing mm. up um, how I came up out there. It was, it was basically through a few connects through Freddie Cologne. Because Freddie yeah, Cologne, yeah. remember you brought you up... Uh, yeah, man, remember you brought up Reflect and Re Re Freddie Cologne was the one who introduced me to Khadiv. And Khadiv, really? Kobe, and all of them and um, uh, Kobe's uh, bodyguard manager. His name was... Um, oh, man. He's talking about... Uh, just to cut in everybody, he's talking about uh, Kobe, uh, Kobe Odonis, which yeah. uh, shout out to Kobe Odonis, man. He's really been on here for a long time as well. Yeah, you know, man. Speak speak on your relationship, because I, I know you're, there's a friendship there, right? You, his father. I Tim. knew Freddie. I was, I, was, I, was, I was very close with Freddie, and, and Freddie just recently died last year, man. God rest his soul. Mm. But he, he did everything for Kobe, and like, when I was out there in 2013, bro, I was even chilling with Kobe's cousin, uh, Juan Calisto, the drummer. Okay. Yeah. How, man, how, so how I, was that, man? How's been the whole, um, you know, growing up with them and seeing your, you know, how you've been doing this so well, and they've, you know, they've been doing it. Y'all been feeding off each other? Y'all been learning off each other? How, how's that friendship work? Man, like, I mean, more from Freddie, more from his father, bro. He was the one that was really helping me and giving me the pointers to survive in L.A. when I came out there. Because L.A. wasn't easy, man. I was meeting all these different kind of crazy people, man. People that yeah. didn't even have no homes. And they they was pulling up in limousines. And we thought they was the biggest people. And you would find out they were homeless. And it was just going oh, from spot yeah. to spot. But they had the connections. Yo even, yo, even when I was out there in 2013, I even... Through some like random lady, I met um, Brandy Brandy Norwood's father, uh, Willie w Willie wow. Norwood. Yeah, yeah. I met him at uh, Encino, man, uh, and I sung for him. I sung "No Woman, No Cry," and uh, until this day, man, on Bego and Mr. Norwood, you can check my on um, followers, man. Mr. No Mr. Norwood follows me, man. He supports me. How how? How has, uh, all right, so now we've talked about your childhood, you know, we, we've touched base on that. Now yeah. we're getting into it, you know, this, as you evolve, this interview is going to evolve, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's, touch, let's touch into your adulthood, man. Like, how, how's all this been uh, on, on your mind, man? How's everything been going? Uh, let me try to word it better. Um, seeing your journey that you've been going through at such a young age to your middle school to high school and, and you know, now, what what's it been feeling like for you, bro? You know, now that you've done all these things, you can sit on that throne. Now you got to sit on your throne, and you're in the you're in this in a in a zone where you're just thinking about stuff. And I know it's not good to dwell on the past, but yeah. you know, let's not even say dwell. Let's let's say um, reminiscing. I guess you can say, you Facts. know, on on your upbringing. What's been what's been a difference? What's been a change like? Man, I mean, just maturity, man. Because I remember when I was younger and I came to LA and I was going to all of these different places. I was just like too happy to be out there and, and just happy go lucky. But I learned you got to take your time. You got to get to know people. You know what I mean? You can't just rush into situations and looking back now that I'm a grown man now, looking back at me when I was younger, I know to stay away from certain things and to stay out of certain stuff and not to kind of sign too quick with certain things and it's it's just been like a learning journey because I didn't really my parents are in the medical field they were they were really trying to help me but they weren't real music music people you know in right. in, the, in the you know in the the mix of it they were just really trying to help their son succeed yeah but I had to learn the hard way man going to these places like LA uh, England London and um, I think. 
me looking back, I, I'm happy that I experienced that for myself. So now I can share the knowledge to people like yourself and other younger, younger artists that's just coming up what to avoid, you know, because exactly. that's crucial learning stuff that you really need to know. And that's the knowledge that you have to keep with you because if you don't learn those lessons, you're going to keep on repeating them. Right. And and in, in this in this, this field, bro, it's easy to get caught up in those uh, unlearned lessons, bro, and just keep on doing it, keep on doing it. History is going to keep repeating itself. If if you're an artist that wants to go out and party and get drunk all the time, that's money that's being spent. So Facts. when it's time to get your, your, I guess, your residuals back or whatever you think you're owed, they're going to pull out this big-ass book and hit you with, hey, this was... It wasn't coming out of our pocket. This was coming out of your pocket. The, the money that you owe, you know. So, I, I love when I love that you said you're here to uh, teach these artists and show them because that's what that's what hip hop needs, bro. We yeah. we don't need to to. I mean, what it's gonna go wherever it's gonna go, bro. I'm not not I only hip hop, not only hip hop, but any kind of recording artist. Even if you're an actor, a dancer, you know, it comes to the, the whole entertainment realm. You need to because everybody needs a manager. Everybody needs a publicist. Even if you're not a singer or or a rapper. If you just a person that's behind the scenes and you you're an influencer, you still might need somebody to kind of look at or tell or guide you or give you some good information on what not to do and what to do at times. But you know, this generation, this generation Z, they're a little bit more, uh, you know, independent right now. So they like yeah. sometimes they don't want to listen, but we still have to put it out there. No, definitely because what I feel like. This generation is is getting used to, and what I feel like they've been trying, the the media has been trying to do that, is they they're just used to dumb down music where it's just only you hear about the hooks or only you hear about the melody of the beat, but you know you don't you don't really listen to the the, the lyrics that you're saying or maybe you're you're they're saying it but they don't understand what they're saying. You get what I mean? And what I like about your music is you get in depth with your lyrics, bro. You, whatever you're talking about, whatever you're saying, people can understand it. And whether they've been through it or not, they find some type of relation to it. You know what I mean? And that's facts, bro. That's facts. I, I try to keep it simple because I know people's like minds go everywhere and they're not like really paying attention. Their, their attention spans, I guess you could say, is not, you know, large anymore. But like, I try to get key words and key hooks that make sense. And I keep it simple. I, I make feel-good music. If you really listen to my music, man, it's really oh, just feel-good music. And it's positive energy music. It's, it's for the ladies. It's the dance and stuff. It's, it's all of that that's commercial. But it's still yeah. something that's of relevance that people of all walks of life can enjoy. So that's what I try to put out there to the world to represent for my brand, you know? Yeah. So I mentioned you. I heard. I remember you mentioned you're not a producer, but I'm not. How 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 is your beat selection then? How, how do you have people that are actually playing instruments, or do you have a producer or a beat maker that's right there in the studio? How does that? How's the studio life with you? So man, this is gonna shock you, man. So my producer, he was actually just right on here. He's a producer upon Fire and Guan. The last two singles mm -hmm. I put out, uh, Rhythm of Soul. He's actually all the way up in London, Ontario. And we do okay. things just over FaceTime and do files, man. And we just send it back and forth. If something is not right, yeah, yeah, man. Things have evolved so much. You don't even have to be in the same spot anymore to really create a, a hit song. Because look, we did it with Palm Fire. That song is a hit song, man. It's an independent mm -hmm. hit, right? And we didn't. We, none of us was in the same spot. That. What what I like that uh, of social media because artists have been doing that for years, right? But yeah. it must have been even harder without having you know with with having to do it over a house phone or without being able to visually see it, only like like hear it over the phone. Like okay, yeah, those drums sound good, or or that pattern that pattern sounds good. No, so, I mean, you man, want me to you want me to give you a secret, bro? Some of them vocals from Palm Fire, some of them he took we we used the app on uh, the iPhone. And we use okay. uh, iPhone vocals for some of those things mm. that you're hearing. The party animal, grind it for me, slow broke it down now, time it, mommy. That, bro, those are iPhone okay. vocals that he kept really? and, and he fixed. I mean, we use the app, 
Like, bro, we used to, yo, a lot of artists are doing it now, bro. Those were iPhone vocals. So that means studios are becoming obsolete, like these major, like these dinosaur studios. It's good to have them, but you don't need them anymore because everything is getting advanced, bro. Like, you could be traveling. Go ahead, bro. My bad. Do they have like a um a, a certain trademark to it though? Do you have to pay Apple something from if it becomes a hit, or, no. or how does that work? No, we we're using like uh like it's it's an app on there that you use okay. that anybody can use to record their voice. It's almost like doing voice messages, or like a, a note, bro. And 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 if you if your producer is that uh, savvy to know how mm. to actually take it and make it quality then you don't like you you bypass the studio that's what i'm saying like people could be on tours or whatever and you could be making hit records and you could be anywhere making it bro like that's what i'm saying like music comes like that man nowadays music is just going and going and going very true and and it's crazy cuz that's a saying that they've been saying since I remember seeing in the movies like in the 70s and 80s that music is always going to move going it's going to be changing all the time all the time so so seeing it from that to actually now like damn they people people knew this shit about this industry and the music field is so like beyond it's it's, it's what's that the phrase it's past like um damn I can't even think of it right now but it's just it, oh, it's so ahead of its time. You know what I'm saying? The music industry has always been ahead of its time, and they've always been. That's what I love about this shit, man. I know it's going to be, like you said, you're going to have your downs where you might have managed. And I've been there too, manager after manager, or, or you know, things don't go right with a certain song, so you can't use it, but you liked it, or, you know, uh, so on and so forth. But there's also good sides of the industry and good parts of it. Um, you, do you have any stories, any good stories you want to share about the, the upsides and the good parts of, of being in the industry, being around yeah. labels. Yeah, man. Like, I, I mean, when I was like recently up in Canada, uh, I was just going from different person to person, actually trying to get the right production. But because everybody has a different way of seeing you as an artist, they might be like, hey, you know, don't do dancehall, man. You know, that, that that's not for you. Just do straight up pop music. They're telling you who you should be. And you yeah. got to be somebody else and this and that. But you have to stay true to you. So that's yeah. another lesson. Never let nobody change who you are as an artist. If you know who you are as an artist, you always stay that person and make yes, that sir. sound evolve. Don't, tell, don't let nobody tell you, oh, yeah, man, you can't be doing pop and dancehall. You know what I'm saying? You got to do both. Right. If that's who you are, that's what you do. Just, like, look at Drake. Drake is a good example. He's, he yeah. sings and he raps. I'm pretty sure people was telling him, nah, man, you should just rap, man. Don't don't put that singing in there. Don't put none of that. But look, people love yeah. him for doing both now. And he was an actor on Degrassi before. Yeah. He was doing all three yeah. things. He, he mentioned in one of his songs, Drake said that uh, his dad told him that Tupac didn't try to sing and Michael Jackson didn't try to rap. And I thought that was like, that was exactly falls into what you're saying. You know, even his own dad was kind of telling him, hey, man, pick a side. But Facts. he went with his guts and was like, nah, man, I want to do. And it can happen. Look, maybe Nate Dogg isn't the perfect example because it was strictly singing. But if you're from the West Coast, you can, you'll consider, I consider uh, Nate, Nate Dogg uh, hip hop and rap as well. If you just listen to the shit he's saying. So I'm sure a lot of people told Nate Dogg, you know, oh, with your music, you should probably do like church songs or you should probably do like, like so you know, so for R&B, you know what I mean? And he was like, no, nah, man, I want to talk about where I grew up. I want to talk about the streets. And so I, I definitely totally understand what you're saying, bro. It's good to, to not have to just pick a side or pick a lane, bro. Swerve in that motherfucker. If you want to be a rapper, try being a rapper, stick to that. You want to be an R&B singer, you know, ask some flex. Whatever you do, just make sure that you, you put everything into it so that it becomes meaningful to people, so that Facts. it becomes a classic. So nine, ten years, nine, ten years, bro, people going to be bumping palm fire like crazy, bro. Yeah. People are probably still bumping my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, and, and then go on and get it, you know, people are probably still bumping that. So not even probably, they are. So because they're, they're classic songs that you can tell, an uh, artist really put his time into it. And put his effort into it. And, and matter so, of fact, that song, uh, My Life, man, it was made right there in San Clemente, California, bro. So is that where you got that that um 
I mean, I know Mary J. Blige is not from out there, but I, I know you, 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 you referenced that Mary J. Blige, and and they love that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? They love her. They love that R and B. Did did that have an influence to why you use Mary J. Blige or? No, I, I didn't even. I, I mean, I, I remember that record my life. But I, I, I just wanted to portray something that was like heartfelt. You know what I mean about me? So I mean, everybody can sing about my life. You know what I'm saying? My life, cool. our life. You know what I mean, life is life. Shit is bored. Just talk about yeah, our life, man. You know I mean? like, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, yo, it, it wasn't a coincidence that I use the same like you know title, but it's just that I wanted to like portray. If you listen to the lyrics, I remember growing up as a young teen. See, the music was my passion. I had big dreams. I wanna be a movie star, pulling up in a fancy car. Don't know. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put it out there about my life, who I was. And, and put lyrics out there that speak. You know, it might have not been like the biggest record, you know what I'm saying? But it was me speaking my truth about who I was. I even put out the music video. I, I, I recorded that in uh, San Clemente with actually Steel Pulse's producer. He actually tours with Steel Pulse now. Nice. Yeah. yeah he's still, they still out there doing the thing, bro. Doing yeah, the park bro. out here. So, um, yeah, man. So I, I, we're gonna we're getting towards the end of the interview, and yeah, what man. I always like to ask uh, towards the end is, um, you there, there's no music has never been in your life. You're not involved. You're not. You don't sing. You don't do none of that. You're not in the field, bro. Um, you're just a, a regular kid growing up in in Shaolin, Shaolin Island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What would be your career right now? If I if I wasn't doing music, I probably would have went into physical therapy, bro. Nice. I like. I like. I used to be uh like for a summer job like back in Staten Island. I used to work at Clove Lakes at a a PT office, man. Because I was always, you know, Staten Island and New Jersey. I was always into weightlifting. I'm still am into weightlifting. Right now, I got a sponsorship with Show Off Fitness Gym here in El Paso and and Fit Fuel. My prep. Yeah, shout out to Fit Fuel uh Grill and uh Show Off Fitness West. You know what I'm saying? Mike Gracie, what's up? You know what I mean? But like. Yeah, man. To make a long story short, bro, like I was always into that, and I'm still into that. So I think I would have went into that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, PT. Yeah. yeah, man. And and that's just so. And I asked that because you know, I that's where, like I said, I want people to really know who you were, bro. See where, damn. Hey, did you know that that so and so would have been this if he wasn't famous? You know, so stuff like that. Like people will have like fun facts about you, and and that's right. why I asked questions like that. Um, you know, you've obviously been doing this for a long time, man, and and you've been breaking through barriers. You've you've managed to stay always relevant throughout every year, bro. And that's stuff that that is necessary. That's how artists like Drake survive in this game. That's how artists like like um you know just any big uh, any big name that's really out there they stay successful. Ariana, they stay su- successful by continuously dropping whatever, whether it be a music video this year only or a whole album this year or maybe just singles only this they kept it rele- they kept the relevancy going and, and i've seen that in you bro and yeah, that's man. why um it was an honor man to, to to be able to get this chance to interview you you know not to kiss ass bro just to learn who you are as a person you know you actually and, and what i like about you is after we talked about doing this interview and and got it going you were hitting me up, letting, telling me stuff about you and letting me know a lot about you. And, and that showed me your character, bro, that you really yeah. are, you're really here for the people, not only just music wise, but, you know, I'm sure you motivate people when you're at the gym or, or fitness. You bro, know. even on my stories, if you look on my stories or like, I I'm see, always yeah. putting wisdom on there. I'm putting stuff mm-hmm. about me and my career, but I'm always putting in there personal things that people can take away from and and motivate themselves with you know basically yes, and and that just goes to show that where whatever lifestyle you chose your your heart will always be into trying to help people and try to better yourself and use you as a vessel to to uh to see to 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 prove to them that you can be you know uh, uh you can be healthy you can be fit you can uh right. be a musician or you can be a teacher you can what it, it all they might be different subjects, but they the 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 um the eager of doing it and the 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 love for it is all the same, bro. If you love teaching, you you're the same as a person who loves playing instruments. You know Facts. that love is good. So you know, and and it's been a blessing, man, to, to interview you and and get to know you more. Um, please tell the, to the audience first off, 
everybody that's been in here, man, in and out, we thank you guys for 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 showing love, coming in, and, you. and you know, it, it's all love. This is gonna be saved, so you'll definitely be able to watch it on YouTube for days, weeks, months, years to come. Um, what 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 do you have coming out right now? If, can we speak of anything else that you know? You just dropped on fire. That's banging, bro. So you yeah. know what, what's in the works for 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 Mr. Matthew Johnson in the coming weeks, maybe years. Well, right now we're working on the remix to Palm Fire with a Latina mm -hmm. feature. We're still going to have Snoop and Carl on there, but we're going to have a Latina mm -hmm. feature from Toronto. She's a three-time Canadian Latin award winner. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be on the new remix. And then we're coming mm -hmm. out with an EP. We're working on the EP, man, to follow up right. all these singles I've been putting out. And uh, promo touring. And also I'm uh, face for uh, Music Mixers magazine in dubai so i'm gonna be touring over in dubai you know hopefully in the Check upcoming new year dog. yeah man so that's a long ass flight dog have you done something like that yet like I mean, far the, the, the furthest flights i've been to england and europe many a times bro but nothing as far as dubai or australia yet so I'm, this will yeah. be my first time over there hell yeah that that's amazing man because it's, it's just Getting and and this is how I feel with any artist that I interview. I I really like to get to know them on my own. Like go and do my research on you, see what you do, check if you had a LinkedIn, what type of jobs you had on the side. You know, yeah, I want to get get a vibe because it, it it's just something that I love to do, bro. I, I I love you know bringing bringing people together. You know, I these people that are in here. I'm glad that me and N3 we were able to get to their, your fans to check this out because you know this was a heartwarming uh, interview, bro. Like you really yeah. let folks know what you do this for, um, how you got into this, man. We, we touched on a lot of topics, so thank you, man. Um, do you have any final words for your uh, supporters, fans, you know, maybe motivational uh, message? Yeah, man, just, just stay true to yourself, believe in yourself, and, and keep going, man. And you're ne it's never too late. You're never too old. You're never too young to do something and, 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 and conceive something in your mind and make it reality, man, because I'm living proof of that. I'm yes, living sir. proof. I'm still living my dream. I'm still, you know, making things come to fruition that I was praying about like two years ago. And it's now coming to, you know, reality. So you always have to keep the faith and trust the process, man. And, and, and just learn from your lessons, man. Learn from the lessons in the past. Don't stay stuck in the past. Yeah. And and what's what's dope that what you're what you're what you're talking about right now is you're still young, so you're you have many, many more years, and with they say with with come age comes wisdom. So I can't wait to in ten more years, you know, or or even five more years when you become uh, more successful than you are. You're. I hope you come back with us and and do another interview and and be like, yo, man, like I just did this tour with Drake, or I, now you got people opening up for you, and you know, you know, yeah, I want to touch topics on stuff like that. And like I said, with age comes more wisdom, bro. So you've already showed us a lot you already taught us a lot in this interview so i can't wait for you to teach us more man and 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 keep doing that for us bro because that's that's we're all listening dog everybody that's in here supports you and everyone that's in here with me and and three we support you bro you know what i'm saying i, I appreciate it man for real man because you know this this career ain't easy man so you 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 have to man. keep the faith you know what i mean that's how yeah, it is connection. and it, and if you help other people you actually rise quicker too man because Sometimes a lot of people, they get somewhere and they don't want to help others. But by helping others, you keep on rising because, you know, your blessings come back. Like, you know, the, when you help other people, those those blessings come back to you. I, I definitely uh, I'm a firm believer of that. I've witnessed it and I've, I, I continue to do that to this day. So, you know, it put good into this world, y'all. And, and you're going to love the outcome regardless of what you do. If, if it's just a nine to five. Put love into that. You know, be grateful yeah. that you have that job. If it's a if it's a job that you love and you're grateful for, you know, continue to find that happiness. Don't ever lose that happiness. Don't lose that joy because you know life is going to be hard regardless. But if Facts. we look at our situations with a smile and tr or try to find a, a good into it, things will get better, man. And I know that's how you've continued to succeed and and strive, Matthew Johnson, by just keeping a positive face, man, and and keeping a positive heart. You know what I'm saying? Because that that's gonna take you places, bro. The energy and the vibes always has to be right, man. And anything you do, regardless of music, whatever, 
It always has to be a, a good vibe and energy for you to feel content and, and comfortable in what you're doing. So that's all I try to preach and what I try to live by, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you again, man, Matthew Johnson. What's everybody, up? man. We clap for you, bro, because you got so much talent and you got so much more uh, talent to give to the world. So I thank you for doing this interview with us. Thank you, everybody that's been tuning in. You can uh, continue to watch this again if you missed it earlier uh, on LA Unlock, on whether it's on Instagram, you, uh, Instagram Reels, uh, YouTube. It's going to be all, all over that. So tag me, tag you, me, tag me so I can <laughs> share it too, so I could like start promoting it. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. Matthew Johnson, it's been an honor, bro. Thank you so much. And, and stay blessed, brother. We're going to play this to run out. All right. Let's go.